This is the Veteran Trash Talk Hour, hosted by Nick, Dave, and Joe. Today's special guests are Bo, a Green Beret, and Nathan, a retired dirty leg, here to talk real estate. <laughs> All right, welcome to uh, Veteran Trash Talk Hour. I'm your host, Nick. With me again is Joe and Dave. Everybody raise up whatever you're drinking. All right, cheers, you magnificent bastards. All right. I was going to let Joe in this broadcast, but with all the feedback that we got about me being the only talent in this show, I figured that I wouldn't let you guys down. So I'm here. You're welcome. And then uh, I'm going to do whatever you guys uh, need me to do. So first, a couple of shout-outs. All right, I'm going to give a couple of shout-outs to Marquez, my boy. He's an old scout. Uh, he just graduated Ranger School. He's better than all of you, all right, unless you've done the school. So kudos to him. And Captain Bell just passed SFAS. So good on him. Another shout-out to that. I also want to give a shout-out to the best meme of the week, all right? And that meme goes to Ashton Lyon, all right, with his meme about how veterans are the only people who brag about how disabled they are, all right? Uh -huh. That was a good one. It had the most interaction. And when we get our T-shirts up and running, sorry, sorry, Lion, you would have got a free T-shirt, but we don't have T-shirts yet. But once we get a free T-shirts, if you put the best meme on our page, you're going to get a free T-shirt. Uh, Dan Dexter posted a really good meme today, but I don't think he had enough time to get the amount of likes and shares that uh, Lion got. I don't have a soapbox today, but uh, Joe and Dave do. So without further ado, let's get Joe's soapbox going on. All right. Uh... Thank you for the introduction. Um, yeah, my soapbox this week, I uh, you know, I figured I could go comical or I could go serious, and uh, for some odd reason, I lean towards the serious. And um, you know, we're going through this pandemic and everything that's happened in this country, and everything's kind of um, everybody's out of the routine and, and and thrown off a little bit. It, but you know, before that ever went down, the the real epidemic that this country's faced, and and it's been going on for quite a while, is the uh, um, sissification of American males. And I, I honestly, I could, uh, you know, it's, it's going to sound like 2000 other, uh, posts by, you know, veterans or people saying, oh, he's an old man. And that they all say that they were tougher. And, um, that's cool. What they don't understand is like veterans, um, they actually wear that as a badge of honor. Like, yeah, that's all right. I, I don't mind being an old man. Um, because we held ourselves to the standard of a bunch of old men who jumped into Holland Sicily and Normandy and that's what we wanted to be a part of so um when you see this uh everybody gets a trophy and uh you know there's no score kept and there's no winners or losers type of mentality it just it, it's like speaking a different language to guys like us because um it's like it's like how they use the word um I'm ultra competitive well most people aren't ultra competitive uh they just hate losing and uh it's a difference between being competitive and a competitor, like actually being out there and working for it and proving yourself rather than having it handed to you. And uh, I, I definitely feel like that's what we're leaning towards more and more is uh, telling people uh, that it's okay to be whatever you want to be and say whatever you want to say. And anybody tells you you're, you're wrong is a uh, prejudice. So, um, yeah, it's definitely an, definitely an issue, and, and the reason why veterans have that stance is because they held themselves to a different standard. So um, I thought I'd explain that mindset to anybody listening who thought that uh, veterans were just uh, crabby old men who thought they were better. It's it's because we held ourselves to a different standard, and that's 
that's uh that's why the softening of american youth drives us absolutely berserk one thing we want to do is this page is promote businesses as well. all right so last week we had the awesome combat stories and then you know we're going to have some more of those eventually as well but we also want parents to promote business uh one of the things i talked about to my non-veteran buddies during our poker game our coronavirus poker game which is on zoom and then we have an app for it but we're playing poker and i'm telling these guys why you know you have these these veterans that they have stigma where they can't talk about it like they're not they shouldn't say anything because they saw the worst possible imaginable you know and they don't they don't want to talk about it well when you have a family and you have a career and you have a job all right it's easy to hide that stuff because you got other people that love you like i got a great wife great kids like i i don't have to worry about what i saw years and years and years and years ago like i don't i don't have to worry about it but it's the guys that are alone all right and it's the girls that are alone all right it's the veterans that are just sitting there that don't have anybody to talk to, all right? That's what this page is for. Come on, put something on there. We'll talk shit to you. You know, talk shit to us. Say whatever you want, all right? And then, like I said, we'll be that outlet for you, all right? Come on the show. Say whatever you got to say. Well, that being said, we want to give veterans the free promotion of business, all right? And so on the show today, we got two, one guy who's been doing real estate for a while and one guy who's an up-and-comer, all right? So we have a green boy bow. And we have nasty leg Nathan. All right. So he's so special. People who don't understand what a leg means when we call him a dirty, nasty leg, it means so that nasty. Although, I'm although so he nasty. Had, he had the courage to sign up, you know, to fight for his country, but he still didn't have enough intentional fortitude to jump uh, out uh, of a good airplane. All right? uh, uh, if you don't have the courage to jump out of an airplane <laughs> and go kill the enemy, and we kind of look down on you. And it's justified. It's okay. Like, like you're not as good as us. But you're a better realtor than me. You understand more about, you know, the VA loan than I do. All right, I've used the VA loan, but you're an expert. So we're going to go to you for When it comes to killing, we don't care what you have to say. But when it comes to killing, you're the man. So, Bo and Nathan, welcome to the show. And uh, let our viewers know what it's like to be a realtor, what you guys do. And then after the show... Yeah, uh, we'll get your private messages for contact information if you need to talk to these guys. So go ahead, guys. It's your show now. But hey, uh, Green my name is Brian Boynton. Yeah, everyone calls me Bo. Bo is fine. Um, been doing real estate for three, four months now. Um, everything's so far so good, man. I'm really, really enjoying it. Um, but yeah, I know Nate. Uh, Nathan's been doing it for, I think, what, four years, Nate? Five now, yeah, going into my five, fifth or five. sixth year. Yeah. Yeah, so. But if you want to give them an overview on the VA, since I'm driving, and then I'll, I'll just kind of chirp in whenever. Yeah, for sure. So, real estate was kind of my exit strategy um, to transition into civilian life out of the military. But the overview on the, the VA loan is it's really one of the greatest loan products out there. Um, that veterans can take advantage of and 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 not just when you get out you can use it when you're in um pretty much the highlights on that are zero down payment much more lenient um credit score fico score uh, minimum requirements and debt to income requirements the one big thing that a lot of people don't realize is that yes you can use the va home loan when you're still active duty, you don't have to get out and wait 
It's not what it's not like the GI Bill or anything like that where you need to get out and then utilize it. Um, it's a powerful tool. I used it whenever I was still active duty and bought my first house when I was 23 years old as a, um, you know, as a somewhat, uh, experienced buck sergeant, you know what I mean? Um, so the great thing about the VA loan is when I talk about much lower FICO scores, you know, right now we're seeing some loans that need FICO scores or credit scores in the higher six, low 700s. Um, apart from this COVID-19 stuff, what we are seeing is typically a veteran could get into a VA loan with the FICO score of a, as low as around a 580 credit score. And there's a lot more leeway with your debt to income ratio. So how much debt do you have that you have to pay out monthly versus how much are you bringing in monthly with your income? So there's a much, um, much easier chance for a veteran to get a home loan, right? Um, so right before COVID-19, we were seeing a typical minimum credit score of about 580. Right now, we've seen a little bit changes, even in the last couple of weeks, where you're kind of needing to see about maybe a 640. Um, each, and here's the thing with the with the VA, they don't the VA doesn't set a minimum credit score. What happens is the lenders and their the the financial institutions they have what is called um, their overlay, right? So they get to kind of pick and choose what their minimum credit score for a VA loan is. Typically, you were seeing 580s Be because of the circumstance with the secondary loan market, and that would be a whole other uh, segment. Um, we're seeing about, with my lender out here in Arizona, we're seeing about a 640 is what they're going to need. Still, relatively on the scale of what we're talking about with credit scores, that's still, you know, fair ah! credit. It doesn't have to be perfect credit. So with a 640 credit score, and this is gonna this is gonna change, you know. This is gonna be state to state, lender to lender. But out here in Arizona, with my lender, we're seeing about a 640. Um, some other great highlights for it is you don't have to use it. It is a primary occupancy loan, which means whatever you use it for, you have to intend to move into that property in about 60 days hey nathan tell us where you're from and where you're based out of and what kind of stuff before you go into the the credit score like the credit the, the credit score is a big deal because a lot of people are afraid to file for loans because of their credit score and right. they don't realize that a va loan is like you're saying but barney style is you you cannot know how to manage your bills and the va is going to give you a loan pretty much is that what you're saying yeah, for the most part, you know what I mean? I, I, I got a VA loan when I just had hit sergeant. I did not know a damn thing about finance, and I loved, I was I was good to go. So you, you still don't want to have, you know, you still don't want to have a shit ton of 26% APR, you know, credit cards and home and, and auto loans. But um, so my background is, you know, I got out of the military. I came back to, I, I'm in the Phoenix, uh, Phoenix hey, Metro. Hey, Nathan, Nathan. Nathan, real quick, tell me you were a leg in the military before you go and everything else. So I, I was part of a very prestigious um, 
light infantry unit, um, the third third battalion, seventh infantry regiment of the third infantry division. Oh, like, you're saying, uh, you're Guard- saying it wrong. Yeah, you National Guard. Yeah, you can call me a leg. So a leg is somebody that's obviously not a paratrooper. You know, whenever we we do our shit, um, real, we're, real, we're, we're walking on our legs. Um, and I will caveat that that if you didn't do a combat jump into Already. any theater Already. and you arrived there in any other means besides a parachute, I would say that you too were in fact in real time a leg. Blasphemy! Blasphemy! <laughs> Spiritually. All you need. So Nathan, I the kudos on your ten percent hey, truth. Hey, um, listen, I never um, let the I never let the truth get in, in in uh in the way of a good story. Hey, so where hey, Nathan again, where where are you broadcasting from? Uh where's your where's your real estate uh company at? So we're we're in a little town called Surprise, Arizona, which is just a little uh metropolitan um out outskirt city of the Phoenix, Arizona area. What's your biggest hang up with uh you think that 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 keeps veterans from, you know, applying for a home to go buy a house? Like what why why should they buy a house? It's kind of a two part question. The biggest hang up I see of veterans not knowing that they can buy a house handle two is that they think they think that the process I hear this a lot, they think the process is long and drawn out. They think it's going to be a year or two years before they can buy a house, right? Even if they start the loan process, literally it can be a day for them to get pre-qualified with a lender. And then we find once it could be a week, maybe less of looking for a house. Once we find the house, get it under contract. We close that house in 30 days. And they, they're under the conception that they've got to have a high credit score. Their credit's got to be perfect. And so they put themselves in the hole and they're just going to be renters. And so I've had VA clients, veteran clients that say, Hey, I've got, I've got, um, a budget to rent for, you know, 1800 a month. Look, if you can afford 1800 a month and you've got a credit score that even a landlord is going to approve or deny, they're going to look at your credit anyway. If you have an approve approvable credit score for a rental, and you can budget $1,800 a month for a rental, by damn, you're going to be able to get qualified for a VA loan, and you're going to be able to own in, in 30 days approximately. And instead of building the equity, building somebody else's equity up and money out the door every month for a rental, every month you make that payment, you're building up equity in yourself, and you're you're making yourself you're you're building your 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 uh financial situation up rather than somebody else's so the biggest hurdle i see with veterans with the va loan is just not understanding and not having the knowledge it's just a lack of knowledge and a lack of the benefit what he just said makes perfect sense to me i'll give it up to joe and dave that why pay somebody else why pay somebody else money to live in their house when you can pay a little bit less and own your own house all right, build that equity. You know, when I was stationed in Hawaii, my rent was thirty, thirty-three hundred dollars a month for rent. You know, I was like, that's just, it's just brutal giving somebody that much money. You know, that's just gone. So I appreciate that, Nathan. Uh, it's a good, good point. Even though you're just a leg, um, it's nothing really against you. It's just the fact that you didn't have the stones to do what we do. 
Uh, it, it was a lot of legs hitting those beaches of Normandy, as uh, Joe talked about. You know, an homage to the past. It's a lot of legs were, uh, you know, all over the place. So well, yeah, yeah. Well, it, was, uh, it was the paratroopers that jumped into Normandy that H Joe was minus secured and killed the guns that were going to knock you out on the beach. So you can thank a paratrooper. Next time you see a paratrooper, just shake his hand and thank him for his service. Just um, say just say H minus. They'll know what you're yeah. talking about. That being said, uh, let's go to Bo. Uh, Bo and I went to jump master school together. I did not have to go back, but he had to go back. I, he'll, he'll, he can explain that for you. First time, so, baby. That JMPI is tough. I mean, nobody on this, nobody on this knows about this. Me and you, so we hey, I passed on the pretest. <laughs> I did. Great question. Um, me and Bo were going to talk about that. That's, I think, one of the biggest little misnomers of the VA loan is it's zero down payment. It's not zero out of pocket, right? So you got to anticipate um, to get a property under contract, you've got to have earnest money deposit. So I've gotten veterans into a uh, property under contract with an earnest deposit as low as $500. Um, but more realistically, I would set aside about a thousand, two thousand max, but a thousand will get you done. Um, inspections out here right now are running about 350 to about $400, depending on the size of the house, whether it has a pool. So what I would say, um, is just to get a house under contract, I would expect to set aside, you know, about at a minimum about $1,500 for out-of-pocket expenses up front. Um, those closing costs aren't guaranteed that a seller pays for them. It's, it's entirely negotiable. Um, both I, me and Bo had a great conversation. We've both done a, a great, uh, we've both had some great success getting closing costs negotiated the seller to pay those. Um, but then again, you may want to, um, anticipate you know anywhere from one and a half to you know two percent of whatever the purchase price of the property is in closing costs if you can't get the seller if your agent can't get the seller to negotiate those 95 percent of the time i'm getting closing costs paid for for my veterans um and now bo bo has Bo, what do you see? What do you see for out-of-pocket expenses with active duty veterans and their VA loans? Hey guys, pay attention. The paratroopers about to talk now, so it's gonna be a lot better. <laughs> no, you hit the nail on the head, man. Uh, so appraisals, inspections, earnest money deposit, um, WDO, um, wood storing organisms inspection, all that's gonna be you know a couple thousand bucks um, potentially. Um, it could be less, like Nate said. Uh, it could be more, if, if depending on what kind of a what kind of agent they got going out to bat for you too. Um, <clears throat> now, that's that's true to a point. So I had a client um, that he he didn't have a great credit score, and he had to buy some points for his loan. So that that was an additional cost that you know upfront cost that he had to pay for. Uh, to get to get a better rate for his loan, so that's something that wasn't really anticipated at the beginning. That we kind of found out as we went, um, and that can it, that was 
due to the COVID thing. So because they weren't accepting uh, as strong a rates or the, they weren't accepting anything below like 640, I think it was, unless, unless you bought the points. So, um, so that was a, you know, an additional expense there. Um, and the other thing about the expenses, it's not necessarily out of pocket, but the VA funding fees. So the first time the VA funding fee is, is 2.3%, right, Nathan? 2.3%. Right. And then the second, after the first one, it, it goes up to 3.6. So for your second, third, fourth, whatever house is 3.6%. That's with zero money down. Now. Yeah, now they do that. Um, am I on? Am I on? Yeah, you're on. Now they did, I think a lot of times they'll roll that, roll that into the back of the loan. Yep. But yeah. anticipate if you're if your loan for the house is three fifty and you add on the funding fee, you know, your your balance is, is more than your loan balance. So that's something to consider. Exactly. But the, the, the key that veterans need to know about is if they have a purple heart, they need to they need to let their, their let their mortgage company know about that and then provide them the documentation because that that uh, VA funding fee can be forgiven. Totally, hundred percent of it. So, I mean, that's potentially like six, seven thousand dollars right there. That's tacked on to the back of your loan that someone with a Purple Heart does not have to pay for. Yeah, and with um, not only Purple Hearts, but if you're if you have a service connected disability, um, it doesn't have to be a hundred percent. It just has to be service connected. The um, funding fee is also um, a lot of lenders will also forgive that funding fee there too. So if you're if you're service connected, make sure you bring that up to your lender, just like Bo said. Also, want to add in that when Nathan said about a veteran needing a thousand to two thousand, if the seller is giving enough concessions, we can reimburse for home inspections and appraisals. If enough concessions can even get earnest back, just depends on how much we have to work with. Is that uh, does that make sense to you guys, Nathan and, and Yeah, Bo? that that's relevant. I've had um, I've had a number where what I do is out here in Arizona and every, every state's a little bit different in how they work it, but out here in Arizona, um, our typical contract specifies, let's say we do get, um, closing costs from a seller, um, right off the bat, they kind of specify what kind of costs and fees those closing costs can be used for. So let's say you get $5,000 back, from uh, towards your closing costs from a seller, um, but those specified um, closing costs that that it can be used for maybe only add up to three thousand dollars. Well, two thousand dollars that the seller already agreed to goes back to the seller, and that is bullshit in my eyes. So I always use the verbiage that hey, the sellers agreed to five thousand. We're going to use that on any cost fee, anything we fucking want to towards the, the settlement of this transaction. I've, I was talking to Bo, I've, I've done, I've tacked on one or two extra years on a home warranty for a guy. Um, there's, there's ways whenever you structure a deal where I've seen veterans come back with, um, the way, the way it works is they can never use those closing costs towards the purchase price. Right. And they can never get that money from the seller back to them. And the way they, they do the settlements and everything like that is is – I'm not an accountant, but it's accountant math, right? But I've seen veterans come back with their earnest money. I've seen a guy get his $1,000 earnest money back at closing costs. 
or a- after close of escrow. So I think what Megan was alluding to is is that sometimes even though they come out of pocket initially, the way that everything is structured and the way the settlement breaks down is sometimes they get that money back. It's not guaranteed, but there's a possibility for that money, some of that money to come back. So maybe they might be out of pocket $500 at the end of the day, but to lock the property down is the most important part. And that's where they might have to come out of pocket initially the $1,500. Yeah, at the end of the day, they might get some of that back, but they need to have that money um, accessible and at hand to lock that property down and get it under contract. Well, hey, I think Bo touched on something really important is, is uh, um, he just mentioned it briefly, but he mentioned uh, having a realtor out there, having somebody out there that'll, you know, that'll go the extra mile and fight for you. And, um, as far as the uh, percentage in the Purple Heart categories, every last one of us, uh, I'm not trying to brag, every one of us fits that category. We all, you know, so um, you find out what, you know, what the standards are for being rated over 30% and having a Purple Heart, and you got a realtor that's uh, telling you otherwise it's going to cost more, then find yourself a different realtor. Because guys like Bo know exactly what, what, what it is that you're entitled to and what it is that you're, as far as, when I say entitled, I mean like by the book they wrote. Like according to their rules, if you're rated here and you have a Purple Heart, then these costs are nullified. So if you got a realtor that doesn't know those things, uh, not to sound like a dick, but find yourself a new realtor. You know, because like Bo just said, you know, if you got you got to have got to have somebody that knows the ins and outs, because uh, a lot of veterans actually need to be taken care of. They need to find a real realtor that knows like, hey, I, I may have a close head injury and get real pissed off and real irritated with paperwork and all this stuff. And, and if you don't have a realtor that knows that, um, that's, that's one of the things I didn't get on the crazy veteran stigma because I, that's not a three minute soapbox. That's, that's, I could do a whole show on that. Yeah. you're right, it, it, Joe, you're right about that. Uh, it, you know, like, like let them know what you're dealing with because of your service, not that you're special because of it, but like, look, I struggle like this, this is, this is overwhelming because I already worked 40 hours and I've had eight concussions. And I'm not Brett Favre. I don't, I'm not a millionaire. So um, all this paperwork, you know, if you've got a realtor that wants to sell you a house, they're going to make sure that it's easy for you, especially with the VA loan. Yeah, that, I'm, that's exactly. Good that's good stuff, Joe. Uh, we, you know, we deal with it at home. I'll, I'll be honest with it. My personal life, like my, you know, my wife's always like, why do you get so angry about this stuff? And it's like, I, I, I'm sorry. You know, you got to catch yourself. So th- those are the, those are the things that like, you know, having a veteran or at least somebody who knows a veteran, like I know Dave's about to go into the real estate business, you know, and all kind of stuff. And, you know, knowing somebody like, Hey, this dude's not going to be liking being in a small room, you know, with a thousand pieces of paper, like the dude's not going to like it. Like it's going to make him comfortable. Right. So that's that stuff that it's like, you can probably get three or four more clients and, you know, to like somebody who's a real estate agent is a big deal. So that's Mm -hmm. awesome. I I do. Uh, I do want to say to Nathan, those are great points. But the serious question I have for Nathan, like the, the biggest one, the most important one, right? Is get, right get ready, bud. Why, why did you not go to airborne school? So I – Here we go. <laughs> so That's my, all I want, Nate. No, really my true story was um, I had an airborne uh, contract. I had it um, 
I actually I broke my lower leg um in about week ten of OSAT. Um, they said, hey, they said um I broke it on a, I what were they calling it back then? The battle march and shoot. It just snapped. Um, they said, hey, listen, we're gonna give you, we're gonna let you get out of the army, and then you can heal up. You can you know reenlist in um 180 days or six months. And I I, I really took a look in, in in inside, and I said. You know, I, this has been, it had been a challenge and I was like, no, I'm not going to go home. So what I did is I stayed at Fort Benning with the broken leg, healed up at Fort Benning, didn't go home until I was ready to get, they put me back into training. Um, that was also, um, a, that was a, a, a step program. It was a, it was a long recovery for a broken leg to stay What'd at you, Fort what Benning. What bone did you break, Nate? Fibia, I believe. It was one of the lower leg bones, so, but I, I decided to stay at Fort Benning. I knew that if I went home and got out, there's probably a low chance I would have came back. So I said, no, I'm going to stick it out. Stayed in Fort Benning, recovered, um, graduated OSUT, and I had been there much longer than the typical time frame. And I was I was just ready to get to – a regular unit and out of a training atmosphere. I wanted to get into something that was real. So I said, give me orders somewhere. Give me orders to an infantry unit. I want to get training with a regular unit. I want to go and deploy. I, 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 I believe. And Nathan, I, Nathan, yeah. Nathan. So that was my thing. Nathan, before you start crying. All right. I'm, I'm going to cry guys. I'm going to right, start crying. Um, I just want to point it out that, you know, the resilience that you have is amazing because literally from the first road march you tried as a soldier, you were destined to be a leg. It's pretty mm -hmm. much. And mm -hmm. this, is, this is week 10, guys. This is week 10 I broke my leg. You know what I'm saying? Compliment. Yeah, I'm going to take, take the rest of my shot real quick. Take your shot, all right? Yeah, yeah. Ease the pain. Yeah, it's it's probably like he's <laughs> the pain. Hey, but I mean, I saw guys, I saw guys getting out and being like, yeah, I'm gonna get out and come back in 180 days with much less. I mean, I, I think it was, I think I it was six months for uh, that broken leg to heal, and I was at Benning. You know, I could have gone home, but after that extra six months, like I was just ready. I was just chomping at the bit to get to a regular unit get training with a regular unit and deploy somewhere. Like I, the war was slipping away. I wanted to get, I wanted to get into the war and I was like, send me somewhere. Like I'm ready to get into this. I don't care if I'm a leg airborne, whatever, like put me somewhere outside of these continental United States. Right. So they put, That was the quickest way I could get there. So they put you someplace to be in a tower while the paratroopers left the wire. Right. So is that what they did? No, sure. I was I was out I was out the wire quite a bit. Um, definitely, definitely true. Quite a bit. Um, I was, um, we, you know, that'll be another segment. I can talk about some of the stuff I saw as as a leg, you know, and um, you know, yeah. small small portion of um, Iraq where I was. Hey, hold up, Nathan, real quick. At least you just acknowledged it. I respect you for that, man. Yeah. So I did. I did. Thanks for being Doctor Dave. All of I get fucking serious. You know, yeah, right you know, fuck it. You know, and that's that's gonna be a big that that's a big regret in my life. I gave up a dream 
because I was tired of being in training. I wanted to get to where the action was, and I was ready to. I was I was going to step the leg, and you know what? Hey, Audie Murphy was a leg. You're right. Audie, Audie Murphy was a leg, and he was put into a. Don't 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 don't, don't you dare! Don't you dare tarnish his he, reputation he, with he, any rumors. Uh, don't you dare tarnish his where reputation he had to with any rumors. Right, that was like the whole Sun Tzu principle. Nate, your, Nate, you, Nate, you don't get to drop the mic when you have a headset on. Yeah, JS, you, you uh, the whole Sun Tzu principle of put your put your force yeah. in a position where they have to win. He's also, he is also from uh, Green 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 uh, Greensboro, Texas, and he was a member of the Third ID. So. Hey, let's have this conversation about Audie Murphy on a different time. <laughs> Um, David, I think David had a question. I think wow. for um, for Bo about um, about caps. Yeah, real quick, and... I did I did see a question on Facebook, and um, an individual I, I don't I don't I don't remember who it was, but they were asking about caps on the VA loan for veterans until we get back to trash talking. And then, how many VA loans can you have? You know, can you have like multiple yeah, so, VA loans? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's a great question. So, as of one January of this year, all right. So there's no more limit to the VA loan, right? So it's whatever you personally qualify for. So if you can, I think it was like, it was like mid 400s for like the majority of the US, like I think it was like 450 or something like that was your limit. So if you had one VA loan, like your first VA loan, like I did, uh, which was like $250,000, right? I, I could only use up to the 250 plus whatever my next mortgage was up to $450,000 for my next loan. Um, that is now gone. It's whatever you personally qualify for. Um, so you can have, you could have potentially 10 VA loans in your personal name. All right. As long as you personally qualify for them. So all those privates, when they were like 19 and got to brag and bought, you know, a car at 23% and are still paying it off right now. Yeah. You know, at the rank of sergeant, they're good to go. They can they can make it happen. Yeah, as long as as long as you personally qualify for it. I mean, like I said, like Nate already talked about it. You know, there's there's personal financial situations that that can come up if you're you know if you're if you max out your credit cards or something like that, you're probably not going to qualify on any loan. You know, any mortgage. So, um, hey Bo. But, yeah, I got one for you. I didn't mean to cut you off. I thought I no, you're good. You're good. You meant Listen. to cut. Joe, Joe, you hey, might cut him off. Hey, listen, he's talking. He's talking about credit. He's talking about credit score. Yeah. Right, listen, um, you know the 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 tip that I hear, and you know I'm getting ready to buy a house in August. Yep. Uh, the tip that you always hear is if you want to bump your credit score up, um, and you've damaged it, gone through whatever, and I I went from you know high sevens, low eights, all the way down to high fives through a divorce and, um. The quickest way to build it back up, get yourself a, you know, even if it's just two fifty, get yourself a two hundred fifty dollar credit card and uh, charge it for fifty bucks once a month, or you know, charge it for fifty bucks a month, and then pay it off to where you carry ten dollars and you do that for three, three to six months, and your credit score goes up a hundred points. Yeah, That's so kind of a quick way to make sure you get up to that credit level to where you can purchase. Yeah, even no, if you damage your credit. And I, and I'm. I'm not by no means am I like, you know, like a, a CPA or anything like that or, or, you know, a financial person. But the the quickest way to get yourself in trouble is if you have maxed out credit cards. So, yeah. for instance, if you have like three credit cards and they're all maxed out, right, whatever whatever dollar amount that is, that's really bad. That's really, really bad. It's going to kill your credit. Um, 
what you need to get is down, you need to get down to the acceptable uh, utilization rate, right? So I think it's 30%, right? 30% is the acceptable yeah. utilization rate. So you don't, it would be really bad if you paid off one completely, or not bad, but it would be, it'd be more beneficial if you paid off each one of them down to 30% first. Yeah. And then once you got them down to 30%, then you can go attack the rest of them, paying off, paying them off. Yeah. Which, but because as long as you have, say you had three maxed out, if you had two still over the 30% threshold, it's still negatively affecting your credit score. So the idea is to get all of your utilization rate below 30%. Yeah. Um, all that stuff was great. Uh, can Can you explain in your in your experiences as uh, when you when you were active of how SF supports the infantry? I'm, how do I know this was coming? Where's my popcorn? <laughs> You're a shaping operation 99% of the time. So I just want to know what your experience is. No, I love the infantry. I was yeah. raising the infantry. You, sh- you I'm not should. Gonna, I'm not going to shit fuck the infantry. Uh-huh. But what I'm saying, there's there's a reason why we call them uplift in my in my community. That's all I'm going to say about that. Right, but like in your experiences, like like when you did the cool things you were doing, we don't need to get into specifics of that, obviously. But the cool things you were doing were obviously to enable a larger operation, correct? Sure, there's some shaping operations. Right, yeah. yeah. So that that's amazing that you're <laughs> so skilled and talented, and then also be a shaping operation. So it's actually quite humbling, and uh, like you should be applauded for that. So who do we got on? Who do we got on right now? <laughs> yeah. What's up, man? Uh, it's Matt Gardner. Yo. Where's What's going at? on? Matt, who uh, are you from? How are we doing? Uh, Pat Broadhead, he, uh, he he invited me to the group, man. So I just, I'm, I'm, I'm a newbie to the group, but I'm a realtor and investor in the Destin, Florida area. Uh, nice. So I can, I can throw in a few nuggets What's if you want up, about man? some VA loans as far as, uh, I don't know if you guys are aware that VA does seller financing for buying investment properties uh, and some things like that. If you want to talk that route rather than primary, um, I'm happy to throw in any nuggets. Awesome, Matt. So, hey, I'm glad to have you. I'm Nick, by the way, uh, coming at you from El Paso, Texas. Uh, Matt, uh, Joe from Charlotte. What's up? Hey, AZ. Good to have you on. So, anybody who doesn't know Pat Broadhead, he's watching right now, or maybe he is, but he's a bald fister, all right? Fisters <laughs> are, like, the worst people in the Army. Uh, if you if you ever ran into one, like, they're, they're just terrible, right? You can't trust them. You can't uh, trust them. Perry. However, Perry. Pat's a good guy. So he brings Matt on. Uh, Matt, tell me if I'm wrong, but you used to, do you still fly or did you used to fly? Uh, I was a F-15 and F-35 pilot. I just got out of medical retirement. Um, uh, actually, last week. Did did, did was your did your medical retirement like include like did you have bad blood flow from being in the cockpit? Like I like I'm trying to understand how difficult that was. But an F-35. So before we get into the your opinion of it is. Why doesn't the F-35 work, and is it your fault? Uh, it's 100% partially my fault. Uh, I, I've been an instructor in it for five years. And actually, it's honestly, it's better than people make it seem to be. Uh, from the from the ground pounder stand of view, uh, point of view, you know, I would probably take a Strike Eagle or an A-10 in oh, overhead yeah. support. Oh, yeah. For me personally, a uh, real estate investor, I'm a realtor. I have a team of 10 agents in the Eglin Air Force Base area. So that's, uh, you know, seven special forces group, you know, Destin area. Um, and so I do some flips and I do some short-term rental investing. So Airbnbs, VRBOs type of thing. Um, 
but one of the solid ways, a newer way that the VA recently uh, did that you can buy investment properties um, through the VA is with VA foreclosures. So if a VA forecloses on a home, it goes through a company called VRM, um, VRM Co is what the name of the company is. And they list these VA foreclosures for sale. And you can actually buy some of them through owner financing through the VA. And so as an investor, you don't even actually need to be a military member to buy these properties from the VA, which is pretty amazing. It's through the it's what's called the Vendi Home Loan Program. And so the Vendi program gives you the ability as an investor to buy these VA foreclosures at only 5% down with no PMI at all. Uh, and the rates are, rates are great. And the funding fee for it is only a half percent versus the standard funding fee for, you know, a first-time home buyer is 2.3, a second time is like 3.7, something like that. Um, and so it, it's fantastic. And you can there's an unlimited amount of homes you can buy with this Vendi program. Um, the other really awesome aspect of it is the VA will count 75% of the projected rental income from that property towards your debt to income ratio. So it's it's a huge win. It, I mean, it's almost a net zero, uh, depending on the, how the how the value works out with a home to rent. Um, but it's a, it's a wonderful program that they started about two years ago. And it's really just slowly starting to kick, get kicked off. And I'm trying to, it's one of those things I don't want to share too much, but amongst cr crowds of awesome vets, dude, I'm, I'm totally happy to do it because um, it's uh it's it's not well known right now no awesome that was that was that was great that was great matt hey uh bo or nathan you got anything on that it's a great idea and program it's not exactly like the va home loan right the va home loan you you've got to be a primary it's it's a primary occupancy type of loan so they will loan onto like a fourplex right um and not not to say that a va uh like that a veteran can get a loan that's not a VA loan, right? And they can get a they can get an investment loan or a commercial loan or anything like that. But that sounds like a great program for a, a veteran to even um, look into because they may not uh, the VA loan may require them to have intent to move into the property within you know sixty or ninety days on at at max a fourplex something like that. A VA or, or a veteran may have luck with getting into an investment property without actually having to uh, do the uh, dog and pony dance uh, about having to move into one of the units. So definitely something for veterans to look into. So I, I appreciate the info, Matt. I'm going to look more into that. It's not something that I'm um, well schooled in, in on that program. Um, but Definitely. Thanks for the info on that one. With this Vendee program, non-military and even military folk, you can buy these VA foreclosures for primary residences with 0% down. So even if you've maxed out your VA loan, you've PCSed once or twice and you've maxed out your VA loan at that point, you haven't sold those houses, you've held them for whatever reason as rentals. You can then go to your next PCS and you can look on this VA listings website and you can see once ones have been foreclosed on. You can buy home, you know, seller finance through the VA, another home essentially at 0% down. So it is something that, again, that's anyone can use that. Doesn't You don't have to be military to, to buy these owner, owner finance ones. So it's more of an investor mindset, kind of different hat you're wearing. Uh, but it is another way that anyone can take advantage of it. Hey, Matt. Matt, it's Nick here. Did did you ever fly with a Colonel Wee? What's the call sign? Uh, I don't know what his call sign was. Uh, uh, but a blonde guy. Yeah. Doesn't doesn't ring a bell. My my call sign is Roar. Is what. So if any you talk to any other F thirty five, this is me. I, I used to fly the F fifteen. So that's my that's me flying the F fifteen back in the day. So it was F thirty. Uh, but yeah, yeah Roar is that would be known as. Here's up what we did because it's it, they won't be allowed. Um. So, no the yeah 
uh, Colonel Wee was, uh, he flew F-15s. I think he was an instructor, instruction pilot too as well. But uh, yeah, I'm going to, uh, down in Eglin. But that's awesome. Hey, that was, I'm glad you came on, Matt. This is kind of what we're going for. We're kind of getting people live, get on here, promote your business. Yeah, no worries. Um, so I'm, I'm with uh, EXP Realty. It's a, it's a nationwide uh, brokerage. It's a single vir- it's a online virtual brokerage. So it's really emphasized, uh, investor-friendly, and it's very um, military-friendly because you can move around the entire country. And you're not changing from franchise to franchise if you're, if you're in the real estate space. Uh, they also offer a lot of other like stock awards and other things which are fantastic. But uh, my team specifically, it's called Team Roar, uh, oddly enough. Um, and we uh, right now we have about 10 agents on the team. We work anywhere from Pensacola to Panama City along the Gulf Coast. Um, we, we focus primarily on investors, short-term rental investors. So I have a, a database that I developed to really help find in, um, these, prop- these properties that can cash flow really well uh, on the short-term rental space. But obviously, I, I help any, any military folk move PCS in, uh, to the area anywhere from Pensacola. Prim- my primary is, uh, is Eglin Air Force Base or, or Duke Field or 7th, 7th Special Forces Group. Um, all the way down to Tyndall Air Force Base. Anne Marina was asking, what was the name of that program again? Uh, it's the Vendee Ven program, V-E-N-D-E-E, Vendee. And Ven- you can go to their website, vrmco.com. Okay. Yeah, so for anybody, you know, that's watching, you know, here's the thing is, you know, with the VA loan or any loan whatsoever you want to work with somebody that that you like or trust especially with the va loan if you are a veteran you know want to work with a veteran that understands where we've what we've been through what we've walked and stuff like pcsing etsing um whether you're in florida and you want to reach out to Bo, or you're in arizona and want to reach out to me or you want to reach out to matt even if you're in oklahoma and you don't know anybody in oklahoma you can reach out to Bo. You can reach out to me. We can reach out. We can look out and vet other realtors to find you a realtor that's going to understand the veteran experience and, and find somebody that's going to take care of you with with a good amount of care and not just treat you like another consumer. Um, so if, if anybody that's watching is looking, thinking about the VA loan, reach out to, to somebody on here, somebody that you know that that relates to you and is going to take care of you. It doesn't have to be me. It doesn't have to be Bo, but find somebody that's going to take care of you and actually has that care for you and doesn't just look at you like another number or another paycheck. Um, If you're in California and you reach out to me, I'll find you an agent in California. If you're in North Carolina and you reach out to Bo, he'll find you an agent in Carolina. Give these guys a call. They're not going to bullshit you. All right. They're going to give you the straight answer and then they're going to find an agent for you. Right. So that's that's the main thing. Get ripped off by just going online and trying to find like something. Quick thing I want to talk about was the the judges ruling on the women's soccer team. All right. Joe's a big fan of the women's soccer team. Right. And then Dave's a socialist. And so he loves soccer. But I'm a, I'm a what, fan of America, Nick. I'm a fan of America, so I love watching the women's soccer team too. I like watching the men's hey, soccer. Hey, right? hey. The, I, I like watching the lingerie football league. Yeah, so that's because you're a leg. We cheer for America. Oh, we cheer for the, the the premier athletes. Now, actually, the women get paid a higher percentage of the revenue than the men do, right? So they actually get paid more on the percentage of what they bring in, right? However, comma. My point for the last minute, they they win. So we raise 
500 million to a billion dollars, you know, for a president to run, but we can't raise money to pay our best athletes, our best women, right? Like if we just gave that money, I, I think that they should get paid more for winning. All right. They do get paid a higher percentage, but on that, we only got, like I said, we only got like a minute left. So uh, next week, we're going to have some more combat stories on. All right. We're going to have uh, our buddy Paris. He's also going to promote his business. He sells pills to kids to get bigger, uh, mm -hmm. like stuff like that. But he also, he also got shot in the friggin' neck with a disc around. Uh, and we all warned him about it. Just like we, like, just like uh, Dave's drill sergeant warned him with his big ass ears that he gets shot in the ear and he got shot in the ear. All right? Hey, that ear protected an entire battalion. All right. Yeah. Damn right. Paris lifted so many weights that we're like, dude, your arms are too big. You're going to get fucking shot, right? So he got shot in the arm with a disc around, and it went up his arm through the protection that they made him wear and up in through his neck. So it's, it's going to be a great story. Uh, we don't want to spoil too much of it. And we're also going to bring Townsend on. Townsend ran a guy over through a fruit stand like a movie with an up-armored Humvee and splattered a guy that was feeding the disc arounds, right? All so. It's going to be absolutely phenomenal when they come on next week. So, Absolutely. All right, you guys go enjoy your dinners. All right, all I'm going to say is about the soccer team, I think that they should have a pot, men's and women's, together, and whoever wins the most, that's their percentage right there. The pot that soccer, American soccer, brings in. And then whoever wins the most gets the most money. That's your reward, man. Step your game up. All right, Dave. Hey, cheers, everybody. Thanks for watching. Make sure you guys subscribe on YouTube. Fucking hit that like button. I think they say that these days. And subscribe. And then, uh, yeah, we had a good time today. I'm right next to this leg, but, you know, we'll get over it. Gross. Hey, thanks for having me. Uh, hey, we're right.